BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hour number two of three on the early line live right here on a football Friday on SportsGrid. He is Donnie Wrightside. I am Ben Stevens. Week number three of the NFL season is already underway. A full Sunday slate on the horizon. Week number four of college football is going to be one of the best single Saturdays DRS we have seen in the past five years of that illustrious sport. It's the home stretch of Major League Baseball. There is so much to get to, Donnie. I feel like two hours remaining, not enough time, but we will do so mm. here on this Football Friday on TEL. Yeah, excited for it. Absolutely. Got the four games tonight. Huge college football slate tomorrow. And away we go into the weekend. This is what we do, though. Football Friday is what we wait for all year long. And it's exciting to be a part of them. Can't wait. Let's go. DRS, let's go to the streets of New York. Whoa. The radio audience, you're going to have to wait just a little bit. We got to run it. Should mm. we run it right now? Joe Frieza, what do you think? Should we do it right now or should we wait to welcome in the radio audience at 2 minutes and 15 seconds? Yeah, we'll just kill a little bit of time here, DRS. Thursday night football started off week number three. The San Francisco 49ers, the first perfect 3-0 team this year. 30-12, to the victory for the Niners over the Giants, DRS, covering is a 10 and a half point favorite it sets the stage for Sunday in week number three yes it certainly does and also maybe sets the stage for an epic tilt in just a couple weeks here in the NFC between the Cowboys and the 49ers I like what is look there's a lot of competent teams in the NFC and certainly the San Francisco 49ers are one of those big time win here they get a little bit of rest time as they get ready for being the best team in the NFC possibly maybe the Philadelphia Eagles or the Dallas Cowboys as we welcome in the radio audience you're watching and listening live to the early line on a football Friday edition right here on the Sports Grid Network Sirius XM channel 159 he's Ben Amdani and as Ben said we got two more hours to go let's get after it Let's get after it, and let's go to the streets of Manhattan, DRS. You know the new rules here for the 2023 football season on Benny and the Bets. A three-team money line parlay. The team cannot be greater than a touchdown favorite that you are picking. We give you five bucks guaranteed in the streets. If you follow Sports Grid TV on either Instagram or Twitter, and your parlay hits, it hasn't so far this year. We give you an extra 20 plus the plus money you already made from betting that winning ticket. So we'll get DRS's reaction action to what you guys saw this week in the streets for week number three it's time for benny and the bets 
week number three of the 2023 National Football League regular season. You know the deal this year on Benny and the Bets. Three Moneyline parlay picks for week threes NFL Sunday slate. Can't be greater than a touchdown favorite. You get them all right, we pay you a lot of money. Hi, I'm Gord from Vancouver. Out to see New York City for the first time. Forget about that. Hey, very New York, you Gord. <laughs> Thank you. How did you become a Patriots fan in Vancouver? Uh, when I was about 15 years old, I had to pick a team, and I wanted to pick a team that wasn't like a Niners or a Dallas, so I picked a loser team that turned into a great winning team. What are your thoughts on Tom Brady? Uh, I think Tom's uh, the best ever. What are your thoughts on Bill Belichick? He's, he's also the best ever. What are your thoughts on Mac Jones? He's getting there. Okay. Give, give, give him time. So, as you said to start. Patriots. We're starting with Patriots. That's right. All right. Winless this year, but That's pretty right. competitive so far. How do you feel about the team? Well, they're, they're, I think if they win the next three, then they'll be okay. And they play the Jets this week, so you're feeling pretty good? That's, that's pretty good. Without Aaron, come on. Zach can't even play dead if he was in a horror movie. Chargers over the Vikings. Chargers over the Vikings. Another winless team getting their first win of the year. But a great quarterback. You like Justin Herbert? Oh, he's great. What about Detroit? You like Detroit? Yes. Get their first win at home this year. That would be nice. All right, so here's the three-leg parlay once again. Patriots, Chargers, Lions. Gord, how are you feeling entering Sunday? I'm thinking it's going to be a great Sunday. Gord, your $5. Thank you for playing. Did you have some fun? Thank you. It was great. Tell the fine folks at home who you are. Justin Diamond. I'm a real estate agent at Elegrin Real Estate. Work right up there. Live on the Upper East Side. Big Jets fan. Um, Sorry. First Monday night of the year, Aaron Rodgers goes down. Four offense plays in. What was your heart feeling like? There's a part of me inside that I knew it was going to happen at some point. I didn't know it was going to happen... Four plays in. I like Lions money line. Let's do that. Lions money line. Yeah. What gives you the confidence in Detroit? Uh, they beat the Chiefs. That's all I need. First game at home for the Miami Dolphins, unbeaten this year. Yeah, I'm going. I'm, I'll do that. Dolphins. Oh, don't let me influence you, though. No, no, no I like that. Uh, I don't like Denver. I hate them. So here are the three teams. I'm going to read them out for you here. Yeah. We have the Jets as the underdog against the Patriots. Lions and the Falcons. Detroit a three-point home favorite. That I'm pretty confident. I like. The Love it. Dolphins nearly a touchdown favorite, but under the seven, six and a half against the Broncos. Let's do that. That's easy. That's a pretty good-looking parlay right there. Plus 394 for a money line hit. I may have to do that myself. I think you bet that yeah. yourself. There's your $5, by the way. I'll buy myself uh, half a sandwich with this. Half a sandwich. Fantastic. My name is, is Miles, Devin Miles. Devin Miles, Browns, Titans, Cleveland a three-point favorite. Chargers and Vikings in the virtual pickup. Jets, another New York team against the Patriots. Chargers, I like the Chargers. You like the Chargers? Get their first win of the year. I like LA. LA is strong. LA is good. Good weather like this. Yeah, LA is strong. Do you like the Chargers logo because it's like electricity? Of course. Like the flash. Manders, Bills, Washington 2-0 this yeah. year. You want the Bills. Less than a touchdown favorite at 6.5. That's a student handicapping out of you. Yes, I like the Bills. All right, Bills it is. Lions in Detroit, second home game of the year against the unbeaten Falcons. Packers and the Saints. I like the Falcons. You like the Falcons. As the underdog, a plus 134 price. Here it is, the three teams. Chargers over the Vikings. Bills over the Commanders. Falcons over the Lions. Yes, sir. This is like half a beer in New York City, $5. Hey, thanks for playing. Who are you? What's your name? Dudley Williams, singer-songwriter. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. What kind of songs do you, what kind of genre of music? R&B. Fantastic. Are you on your way to go record songs at the moment? I'm actually on my way to the studio right now. (laughs) You want to give us a little sample, like a 15-second sample? Sure. Uh, We'll see. 
I guess I ain't learned my lesson because I keep on coming back to you. <laughs> I'm laughing because I see this on like TikTok and I'm like, I would not be the idiot to walk past. <laughs> Jets, definitely. You know Aaron Rodgers is no longer the quarterback. Yeah, I know that. But my, Jets is my brother's team, so I got to. <laughs> okay, so this is for your brother? For my brother. He's a huge New York fan? Yep, Falcons. You want the Falcons? Falcons, yeah. So just to let you know, the first two that you've done are underdogs. I respect it. You're a big believer in the underdog. I'm a believer in the underdog. I am the underdog. You are the underdog. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do Dolphins. Dolphins is the last one. You already got... Yeah, wait, I got three or... You already got three. The Dolphins would be your third. This is your three-leg NFL parlay for week number three. The Jets outright over the Patriots, the Falcons outright over the Lions, and the Dolphins outright at home against the Denver Broncos. Yes. There's your $5. Thank you for playing. Thank you for having me. Benny and the bets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dudley Williams, the silky toes yeah. DRS on this football Friday. All right, Donnie, quickly here. The three, the four parlays, the three money line teams that we have for Gord, the Patriots fans, the Pats, Chargers, Lions, Justin, the real estate agent, Jets, Lions, Dolphins, Devin, the fan of Los Angeles, Chargers, Bills, Falcons, Dudley with the voice of an angel, Jets, Falcons, Dolphins, DRS of the four. Which money line parlay you like the most? <clears throat> Ooh. I'm going with Justin, Jets, Lions, and Dolphins. How about that, Dudley? How about that? Put me on the track. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Back live right here on a football Friday on the early line. A ton of games to get to DRS. 13 as a part of the Sunday slate. So let's fly through the home opener DRS at Lambeau Field for the Green Bay Packers as they welcome in the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans, a perfect 2-0 DRS. The Saints going to the road to take on the Packers this weekend. A very short number, one and a half in favor of Green Bay. It's minus 120 on on that money line, DRS, a very competitive game expected from the odds. What say you? 
Yeah, you know what's interesting? We'll start here with this game. We talked about the, the college football slate last week, a little bit underwhelming. Even though we all love NFL football, we're going to get into it. We don't have that marquee game this week. We have a lot of these sort of coin toss field games. Now, the Saints have played very good football on defense in a 2-0 by no stretch where you say, like, hey, I didn't expect that. I did expect that. But the Green Bay Packers last week, they should actually be 2-0. and They blew that game at Atlanta. Credit Atlanta for coming back. They're in a bounce-back spot. However, saying that, I'm still waiting on what we're getting out of Green Bay here because until I see them full strength, which means Aaron Jones at running back practicing again this week, it's still a hamstring injury. Yep. Watson, we don't know if he's back. So I would still lean on the Saints with their defense at this point. And also, if you're just reading into lines, and again, it's not the end-all, be-all, Ben. You look at this game and see that plus one and a half, that's a lot of respect towards the New Orleans Saints in this football game. I think the Saints are going to go in the Lambo and pick up a dub this weekend. No doubt, DRS, the first time the Saints as an underdog this year, a total 42 and a half. New Orleans has gone under in 11 of their last 12 games, relying on that defensive unit. But Jordan Love, DRS, has been historic in the way that he has started yep. this year. He hasn't thrown for over 250 in a game. Last week, only a buck 51 against Atlanta. But three touchdowns, no picks against the Falcons. Three touchdowns, no picks against the Chicago Bears. So DRS, six touchdowns, zero interceptions in his two starts in 2023 in the last 10 NFL years Jordan Love now is one of four quarterbacks to start mm. off a season with three touchdown passes or more in each of their opening two games without a uh, single interception the other four Patrick Mahomes in both 2018 and 19 Tom Brady in 2015 and Peyton Manning mm. back in 2014 efficient for Jordan Love, their second consecutive game against an NFC South foe, the second consecutive game then for the Atlanta Falcons against an NFC North team. The Falcons head to the Motor City DRS to take on the Lions. Detroit now just a field goal favorite on that key number of three. DRS, we've said this all year long with the Lions, a favorite of about four and a half points last week at home against the Seahawks. They lost that game in overtime against Seattle. An underdog week number one, but Detroit is not going to be a dog much more often this year. Laying three at home, Donnie, against the Falcons, who are an unbeaten 2-0 as well. What's your handicap? I think you're getting a nice discount here on the lines from that opening number, which now we're seeing it a field goal at home. And also you're talking about Detroit, a team that let one slip away last week at home. I don't think they're going to do the yep. same thing. Having said that, I do like the fact that Atlanta's opened up the season. Keep in mind, both of those games at home, but competent football team. One game being the lead dog the entire way. Week number one against Carolina. Week number two, actually having to fight back in the second half from a double-digit deficit yep. to pull off that victory. That shows a lot of metal, but if we're taking a look at styles that make fights, you're actually going to get one in this one. Take a look at it. Atlanta on defense, 133 yards per game they give up, which is pretty sensational. But again, the Packers are on a high-flying attack, and neither are the Carolina Panthers, at least under Bryce Young. So that's going to be tested because Detroit, 283 yards per game in the air. Now, granted, you still want to watch it. Friday's the most important day of the week in the NFL for the practice report. Typically, you'll see guys questionable, doubtful, probable. You're going to understand who's going to be playing football by the end of this day on Sunday. And the reason I bring that up is you have a lot of injuries on Detroit, particularly Amon St. Brown at wide receiver. They really need him to get going. Now, he did practice. He has a turf toe. They're expecting him to go, but once again, keep an eye there. Also, if we're taking a look at being able to give up the pass, Detroit secondary, we know they're damaged. CJ GJ now going to probably be out for the year for Detroit. They give up close to 270 yards passing, but having said that, 
Atlanta's not an aerial attack here. Only 163 pass yards through those first two weeks. Ritter's going to have to step up and win this football game. I'm not saying they can't. Yeah. This is going to be fantastic. I just look for Detroit, and the seasonal outlook for me was, I think Detroit's going to win that division. They have to win this football game, and it's a cheap number now. Spot on, DRS. The second game in the Motor City. Detroit booked as a favorite needs to back up why they are booked as a favorite. It's only at that number of three. The Lions have only been booked as a favorite six times under Dan Campbell, who became the head coach at the start of 2021. Donnie, they are both three and three straight up and against the spread as a favorite in those six games. Favored still to win the NFC North at plus 115. The Saints, not Bijan and the Falcons, booked as the favorites to win the NFC South, plus 135. DRS, what a wild week it was in the Windy City. Justin Fields on the practice field yesterday made sure to get the cameras to him to give Luke Getze, his offensive coordinator, a big hug. But maybe it's on the defensive side of the football. Allen Williams did resign from his post as D.C. for a Bears defense that ranks second to last in scoring so far this year, dead last last season in scoring. And Donnie, Chicago has lost 12 consecutive games, giving up 25 or more to their opponent in all 12 L's. They head to Kansas City this week, Donnie, where it doesn't look much more optimistic as a 12-and-a-half-point underdog. Donnie, with how weird the week was in Chicago, what does it mean for the actual football on Sunday in Arrowhead? You're supposed to be able to compartmentalize and say, okay, we have some crazy off-the-field things, but we're professionals, let's focus. I don't know if you can actually do that because you're getting hit from all angles. Number one, the press wants to know what is actually going on inside Hallis Hall with your defensive coordinator that resigned because he had health issues. Number two, you have your franchise quarterback coming out, and the truth serum was there because the first question was asked, what's wrong with your play? My coaches are wrong with my play. There's no coming back from that, but having said that, you should be able to get it going against Kansas City's defense here if you're Justin Fields. And also, sometimes you like a little bit of my back is now up against the wall. I just blame my coaches. If I come out here and throw for 167 yards, no touchdowns and two interceptions, the blame is going to go back on me. But also, if we're taking a look at, again, styles that make fights, we know Andy Reid doesn't want to run the football. And if you look at the Chicago Bears, only giving up around 3.2 yards per carry from rushing. But again, the defense, the pass defense, nine yards per pass attempt. Mahomes, Kelsey, and the boys licking their chops to get after this wounded animal in the Chicago Bears. This could go either way, Ben. And what I mean by is you might see the Chicago Bears give an honest effort, but if we're looking in the second half as a white flag game, which means they've already given up, you might look back and go, why didn't I just see this coming? The writing was on the wall here. Having said that, I am trying to find a way to take the Chicago Bears team total to the over, and it's one of those where I say at the end of the day, why, Donnie? Why did you do that? There were so many other games, and you took the Bears. 48 and a half the total for the game the passing yards yeah. prop for Justin Fields is a buck 82 and a half he oh, has thrown for on. more than 215 in both of the games this year for Chicago Patrick Mahomes on the other side 285 and a half a 100 yard plus difference between those two QBs DRS Chicago you would hope if they're losing football games they've lost 12 straight at least they'd be a little bit more competitive when not much is expected Five and eleven against the spread as an underdog since the start of last year. DRS Buffalo looked really good back at home last week, thirty-eight to ten, cruising to a victory against Las Vegas. Now they head to the Commanders, Washington, a perfect two and zero. But Donnie, the Bills, less than a touchdown favorite on the road in Landover. 
Yeah, and by the way, you're taking a look at a defense here that's rounding into form. How about only 151 passing yards per game given up by the Buffalo Bills? Now, granted, through first two weeks, I don't really put too much stock in the Vegas Raiders. And then, you know, Zach Wilson on Monday night was taking over, what, three or four plays into Aaron Rodgers' regime here. I look for a big performance here, but also keep in mind, we do have some weather concerns coming up the East Coast here, and this game is going to be right in that path. If you're looking at rain, yeah. you might, as you say to yourself, typically look to the underdog. But if I have Josh Allen, who's the master runner in the backfield, maybe that's going to help them. I think Buffalo corrected themselves last week. I'm not surprised they go on the road in yep. Washington and win by a touchdown or more, Ben. DRS, the biggest difference between week one and week two for Buffalo. Four turnovers out of Josh Allen against the Jets. Three touchdowns, zero turnovers last week against the Raiders. College football, Joe Acey, next sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com across america bp supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing jobs like updating turbines at one of our indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Week number four of the 2023 college football season might be one of the best single Saturdays we have seen in the last five years because there are six ranked versus ranked top 25 tilts. It is just the second time since November of 2017 we have at least six ranked matchups on a single Saturday. So welcome back to this Football Friday live right here on the early line. I'm Ben Stevens. He is Donnie Wrightside and the man in the middle is the mastermind of the college football pigskin, Joe Lisi. Lisi guy, tell me <laughs> this is what it's all about. Oh, it is, baby. I need a little chill in the air tomorrow so I can have my pumpkin spice coffee. We kick it off mm. with oh. college football today and then about 12 hours, guys, of watching college football, at least for me, not all, not all of us. Hey, now. Hey, now. Listen, mm. Wi-Fi signals are very, hour. very strong, Lisi, regardless of where you are. All right, let's preview this week for Saturday slate. 
and least the other six ranked versus ranked matchups. The only one that features a tilt between two top 10 teams takes place tomorrow night in South Bend under the watchful eye of Touchdown Jesus. Lisi here on TEL all week long. We have broken down this game. We have talked about the spread that was seven and a half in favor of Ohio State, the number six team in the country in the preseason. Now just three and a half in favor of the Buckeyes as they head to Notre Dame to take on the ninth ranked Fighting Irish. So Lisi, we've talked about the movement. Now you tell us as the mastermind, what is the key matchup that will determine the outcome tomorrow night in South Bend? Well, it's the rushing attack in Notre Dame. If they could run the football with Audric Estime, they're going to win this ball game. at least in my opinion. What has been the weakness in terms of Ohio State, Ben, the past couple of seasons, the reasons why they couldn't beat Michigan, it was the front seven. So if Jim Knowles cannot defend the run in this ball game, I think they're going to get potentially blown out in this matchup. I mean, in back-to-back games against the Michigan Wolverines, they allowed guys 274 and a half rushing yards in both of those games and nine rushing touchdowns the ability to run will open up the passing attack for Sam Hartman and I think Notre Dame could win this ball game anywhere from seven to 13 points Saturday night in South Bend guys talk to me about Sam Hartman in this game because we always take a look at the Heisman bumper maybe getting your Heisman moment this is a prime time football mm-hmm. game two top 10 teams here on a Saturday night what can I anticipate from Sam Hartman this weekend from your perspective Joe well he's been clean with the football Donnie 13 touchdowns no interceptions the ability to step up not just at home but on the road we saw it a couple of weeks ago in terms of Raleigh big plays over the top of that defense and, and multiple defenses that he's faced he's a battle-tested quarterback in big games throughout his career at Wake Forest. Sam Hartman played his best. So to look for a performance in the area of, I'd say, about 250, 260 in this ball game, And I think the ability to run the football will just benefit that. He's head-to-head right now with Caleb Williams and some of the front runners like Shadur Sanders as well in terms of passing yards and passing touchdowns. So the ability to build on that against the top 25 defense, I think, is where Sam Hartman can make some noise. 244 and a half is the passing yards prop for Sam Hartman, the quarterback for Notre Dame. It is 261 and a half for Kyle McCord. Now the full-time starter for Ohio State. Audric estimate, Joe, the rushing yards prop 77 and a half. I could not agree more with you. We are not seeing it differently, my friend. We see it the same exact way. Estimate over 77 and a half in all four games so far for Notre Dame, at least 95 on the ground. He is averaging a buck. 33 and it really comes down to in my estimation the fact Ohio State a better defense than we've seen the last few years second best scoring defense in the country third best total defense Lisi Donnie has asked this question to a number of our guests this week about this football game I will ask you the same one top 10 tilt in South Bend tomorrow Ohio State plays in the Big Ten Conference Notre Dame of course independent one of their three biggest games of the year coming your way tomorrow night Lisi who can afford to lose this game and who would declare it a must win 
Well, must win is Ohio State, in my opinion. I think Notre Dame could afford to lose this game, but they can't afford to get blown out. That's the thing. I think they need to lose a close game. They have Clemson on deck, assuming Clemson knocks off Florida State Saturday afternoon. That's a marquee tilt. And then obviously late in October, Caleb Williams and the USC Trojans come to town, assuming that they're undefeated. To me, that's the difference why Notre Dame could afford to lose this matchup for Ohio State. All they have is Michigan and Penn State on the on the resume that really can benefit them knocking down that college football playoff door. They lose this game. They're up against it, guys. I think that all the pressure is on Kyle McCord and the Buckeyes in this matchup. Pressure in the Pac-12. Let's take a look here at the Salt Lake Showdown. 365-366 on the rotation. UCLA and Utah. This line opened up at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe, at minus 6.5. We're now seeing 5.5 now at FanDuel. Talk to me about some in key injury information. Cam Rising, do you think he's going to play, not play? And also, where does this line end up if we do get confirmation that Rising is in? Yeah, I'd say maybe it inches up to six, six and a half, maybe, uh, you know, 20, 30 minutes before kick. Guys, now, Utah hasn't lost at home since 2020, the COVID year. So they're they're on a heater in terms of Rice Eccles and Salt Lake City. They did list Cameron Rising as the starter in terms of the depth chart. Nate Johnson, the freshman, mm. behind him as well. He's battle-tested, has played throughout the season, mobile guy. Comes down to Dante Moore, though, for me. He's a freshman quarterback, implemented over guard in game number one against Coastal Carolina going up against the secondary Utah playing lights out they've only given up 166 passing yards per game only allowed one passing touchdown but have forced four interceptions on the season holding opposing quarterbacks to around 53 percent completion percentage if they could force UCLA into long third downs I think they win it this could this is one of the best defensive games in my opinion all afternoon it's yeah. a 330 kick I love it but I still give the edge to Utah I think they grind it out and wear them down in the fourth quarter guys 52 and a half is the total. UCLA is the third best rushing attack in the country, averaging more than 270 yards on the ground per game. Utah brings that physicality up front, the 10th best rushing defense in college football so far this season as well. Lisi, three of the six ranked versus ranked matchups take place in the Pac-12. USC not involved in one of them, but still the favorites currently to win the Conference of Champions in the final year of the Conference of champions Lisey the game that will probably have the most eyeballs also in that third 3 30 p.m eastern time window it's in Autzen stadium one of the best atmospheres out on the west coast 10th ranked oregon takes on 19th ranked colorado Lisey before the colorado state colorado double overtime thriller into the wee hours of saturday night into sunday morning the buffs were a 14 and a half point underdog for this matchup against oregon now the line has ballooned to Two, three touchdowns. Do you think it is more competitive than that 21-point spread in favor of the Ducks would indicate? I want to believe it. I'm not betting this game, but to me, I think Oregon is the right side, guys. Maybe Colorado could backdoor this spread. I'd be shocked if it's a fourth quarter game and we're, you know, one score 37 to 30. I really would because to me, this game is going to be won or lost in the trenches. Colorado right now can't run the football, only averaging 1.9 yards per carry. The offensive line is allowed 16 total sacks on the year. And you look at the flip side for the Oregon defense right now, six total 
total sacks plus six in turnover margin. They're holding opposing offenses to a buck 12 in terms of rushing offense and only a buck 66 in the back end. To me, this favors Bo Nix. I know we see a lot of offense here, but I can only go to the physicality of Oregon because of the offense and defensive line play. Joe, Dion believes they can win this football game. I truly believe the players believe they can win this football game because of all the confidence he builds up in them. Now, I need it from you. How can Colorado pull off this massive upset? Have to force turnovers, Donnie. They have to be opportunistic. The back end, in terms of the secondary, has four, six interceptions on the year. You saw the pick six last last week against Colorado State. That changed the momentum in terms of that first half of that ball game. They're going to need to force turnovers over Bo Nix. He's playing lights out right now. 895 yards, 77% completion percentage, eight touchdowns, no interceptions, and his ability to run it as well. That's something that Colorado up until this point really hasn't seen. They saw Chandler Morris week one. They saw a, a pocket passer last week with uh, Fowler Nicolisi. But to me, the ability for Bo Nix to break contain, they need to contain him and force turnovers on the road to win this ballgame. A lofty total, 70 and a half is the over-under between Oregon and Colorado. There is no doubt that Colorado can score, averaging 41.5 points per game, but they allow a ton as well. Nearly 500 yards of total offense for CSU last week. Oregon's team total around 45. I think the Ducks named their score. So that's the Pac-12, but really it comes down to the Pac-2, Lisi. Oregon State and Washington State on the Palouse Tomorrow night in Pullman. The Bees is currently a three-point favorite. Lisi, we know the legal battles. These two, a united front against the rest of the deserters. Is this the true Pac-12 championship game tomorrow night in Pullman? I think it is. I'm really looking forward to this game. And Washington State, guys, it was one of my sleeper teams, and I'm backing them here in this spot. San Diego State pushed Oregon State's defense to the limit. They couldn't capitalize. Cam Ward, 61% in terms of third down offense in the back end, playing lights out, and yeah. the front seven holding opposing offenses to only 95 yards on the ground. Washington State in the mild upset. The Oregon State Beavs are going to be tested defensively. Can Wazoo contain one of the most lethal rushing attacks we have seen so far this season? We're not done with college football. Joe Lisi returns next here on the Early Line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Week four of the college football season. That's tomorrow. It has six ranked versus ranked top 25 matchups. We have gone through four of the six so far, and we're not done yet. Welcome back to this college football Friday live right here on the early line. He's Donnie Wrightside, Joe Lisi in the middle, and I am Ben Stevens. So, Lisi guy, we went through the top 10 tilt in South Bend between Notre Dame and Ohio State. The three ranked versus ranked Pac-12 games that we have tomorrow on a Saturday and then as a part of that 3.30 p.m. Eastern time window we look at Tuscaloosa Alabama a top 15 showdown 15th ranked Ole Miss against number 13 Alabama Lisi already a loss inside Brian Denny this season of course it was week number two against Texas the only double digit home loss that Nick Saban has suffered at the helm of the Crimson Tide football program dating back to 2000 and seven. Lisey, the last time that Alabama lost multiple home games in a single season was that first year under Saban way back in 2007. Can his former assistant, Lane Kiffin, and the running Reds go into Tuscaloosa as a touchdown dog and make history tomorrow in Bryant-Denny? They can. It's going to be a little bit difficult, Ben, from the series perspective. Alabama has won seven straight by an average margin of victory of 27 and a half points per game. Picked up this victory last year in Oxford, 30 to 24. But I still lean to the better offense in this matchup. Jackson Dart and Ole Miss, they're averaging well over 500 total yards per game. Jackson Dart last week, 251 through the air and a tutty. Two touchdowns on the ground. He's averaging 9.1 yards per carry. Last week, well over five yards per rush every time he breaks uh, contain. And that's secondary for Ole Miss playing well, holding opposing offenses right now to a buck 86 through the air. Give me Ole Miss in the upset. It's not going to be easy, but I think the offense prevails. Ole Miss in the upset of the day. Let's go for a little backtracking here because how it plays into this game. Let's talk Alabama. There was once a song by the Beastie Boys named Sabotage here. What the heck was Alabama doing on Saturday, not starting Jalen Milrow and trying to sell us that Buckner and Simpson were better options at quarterback? They Look, they all see it at practice. What were they seeing that showed us that Milrow shouldn't have been the quarterback last week against South Florida? Well, I mean, I think it was a little bit of both, right? How Milrow played in terms of the second half against Texas, he was a little turnover prone. And the fact that they were on the road last week with USF lined open up at 35 and a half, they bet it down to 31 and a half because Milrow was out. They closed as a 33 and a half point favorite, Donnie. But 
maybe Nick Saban wanted Milrow to take a step back, right? Young player, look at the game from the sidelines, give the players in terms of Buckner and Simpson, Simpson an opportunity to develop, just get game experience, and then have him ready for this matchup with his first SEC opponent of the year. I think that's the way potentially we could look at it for Tommy Reese and Nick Saban in this matchup. He's head and shoulders above Buckner and Simpson right now. So let's see if it plays off. They're going to need his athletic ability as well on the perimeter yeah. because Ole Miss did have problems last week in the first half with Georgia Tech quarterback Haynes King. 225 and a half, the passing yards number for Jalen Milrow, 49 in a hook, the rushing yards prop. Jackson Dart, by the way, 44 and a half. He has utilized the legs very well this year for Ole Miss's offense. You say that it was Nick Saban pulling Jalen Milrow back. I think it was Nick Saban having too much trust and confidence <laughs> in the young Tommy Reese. I believe Tommy said to Nick, give my guy Buck a shot and then Saban said never again Tommy you live in this offense you design an offensive scheme that is made for Jalen Milrow you think about getting water I'm gonna be there you think about getting a bite to eat I'm gonna be there you are going to be in this office making an offense that gives us a victory over Lane Kiffin and the running Rebs. I'm not losing a two former assistants in the same year I'm not losing two home games in the same year I Either Alabama wins on Saturday in Tuscaloosa against Ole Miss. The offensive line does have to be good, though. The running Rebs have had 10 <laughs> sacks in the last two games. So, Lisi, that's five of six ranked versus ranked matchups. We go to Beaver Stadium. Happy Valley under the lights. The whiteout between 7th-ranked Penn State welcoming in 25th-ranked Iowa. A 14-and-a-half-point spread in favor of the Nittany Lions. And, Lisi, it wouldn't be a Big Ten bash if the total was anything more than six touchdowns. 40-and-a-hook is the number between Penn State and Iowa. Lisi, what's the approach? Seeing the Hawkeyes as a double-digit underdog. I think score first if you're Penn State. Get the crowd involved. It's going to be a whiteout and put the pressure on Cade McNamara. I have a lot of Penn State fans calling me yesterday and being like, who do you like in the matchup? They're nervous about this game, Ben. I don't understand why. Mm. Drew Aller's the quarterback. You have Catron Allen, Nick Singleton. In terms of the rushing attack, I understand that they struggled a bit against the fighting Illini, but this is a different animal. They're 41-8 and eight since 2016 at home straight up in Beaver Stadium, and it's been 40 games, 40, since Iowa's had a 300-yard passer. They're only averaging a buck yeah. 50 through the air. Are you kidding me? A blowout. I'm telling you, a completely one-sided all-Penn State. I can't buy into Iowa. Stick a fork in them. Penn State wins by double digits. So apparently Dave Sharapan was blowing up Joe Lisi's line here, asking for information on Penn State this weekend as we go. Let's shift the focus here. ACC battle. You can see like that? Come on. That's pretty good. Dave Sharapan would appreciate that at this moment. Florida State and Clemson. ACC battle. Line opened up at minus three as a favorite towards Florida State. We're now seeing a minus one and a half here. The line coming down. Clemson in Death Valley. A dog with Dabo, Joe. Yeah, this is incredible, too. You talk about the numbers, Donnie. They're absolutely staggering for Clemson. Only two losses straight up since 2015 to Pitt and last year to South Carolina. They're not running the football maybe as consistent as they were last year, but that's something to keep an eye out on in this ballgame. You look at 
Castellanos and, and Boston College last week. They had success on the ground. They worked off a of play action. I think Cade Club can make some plays in this ballgame. Can Jordan Travis be, I want to say, turnover-free in this ballgame? I'm not so sure about that. I still favor the Clemson defense, holding opposing offenses to 29% in terms of third down defense, only giving up three yards per carry. I think this is a potential bounce back spot for Clemson. Give the edge as well at home to Dabo over Mike Norvell. Mild upset, I think Clemson gets it done. Their long home win streak in Death Valley came to a close last year in the regular season finale against the in-state foe in South Carolina. But, Joe, they're 34-1 in Death Valley since 2018. Dabo Sweeney became the full-time head coach. His first full season was 2009. Since that point, Clemson has only been a home underdog seven times. It is rarefied air to see the Tigers getting any bit of points, even if it's just a point and a half, as they will on Saturday. And Joe, let's focus on that quarterback comparison. Cade Klubnik, was supposed to be the future. It's been questionable at times so far in the first three for that Tigers offense. Last week, 16 of 27, a buck 69 against FAU, three touchdowns, 35 rushing yards, and a touchdown as well. But Joe, he's only averaged 189 passing yards in the two games versus FBS opponents. Of course, Florida Atlantic a week ago, Duke, the loss in the opener. Jordan Travis, Joe, you have questioned his big game ability. Well, the biggest game so far this year for FSU, he was great against LSU. 342, four touchdowns, five total touchdowns with a 38-yard rushing yard component in that game as well. Joe, if will the quarterback play tomorrow in Death Valley? If Jordan Travis is better, does that mean Florida State gets a win? Can Clemson win if Cade Club is not better than Jordan Travis? I still think they can. I think Clemson, as long as Will Shipley and the rushing attack can run the football, they could be in it. Now, if they lose the turnover battle 4-1, to one, no, I don't think Clemson could win that type of game. But if it's even two, two turnovers apiece or 3-2, to two, yeah, I still think Clemson has a shot because of the defense. And you're right about Jordan Travis. Stepped up in the second half against LSU. We need to see that complete game, Ben. You look at back-to-back -back games over the past couple of seasons. Last year at home in Tallahassee, in the previous year against Clemson, they were able to force turnovers, and that's the biggest thing headed into Death Valley. Shocked as well that it's a noon kick, guys. Thought it would be at least be a 3.30 or a 7 p.m. kick in Death Valley. Interesting game nonetheless, but also as we take a look at some of these ranked versus ranked matchups, we're going to be fantastic. You are going to get some Heisman moments. So let's take a look at the Heisman Trophy odds here, Joe. If we're looking at some of these guys in these big games, Sam Hartman, 10 to 1, Jordan Travis, 12 to 1, Bo Nix, 20 to 1, Marvin Harrison Jr., 31 to 1, Shadora Sanders, 25 to 1. When we're talking on Monday, when we're reassessing here what's going on, who can be that mover here? Who has that big game? Who can take that big leap this weekend and some of those marquee matchups? On that board, I would say it's Hartman. If Hartman knocks off Ohio State, now he's going to be right there with Pinnix and Caleb Williams. From 10 to 1, I think he'll be right in the area of maybe 4 to 1 because it is a national program and it's a known entity in terms of Notre Dame. Hartman, I think, could jump right into single digits in terms of the race. I'll give you a long shot. You know, and it, mm. it, he's not known now. Jackson Dart gets the outright upset.
And keep in mind, he plays LSU mm. as well in terms of the SEC West. This could be the flyer of somehow, some way, Ole Miss is that dark horse and they go undefeated in the SEC this year. You're getting great value at 125 to 1, not just because he throws it, because of his big play ability on the ground as well, guys. Yeah, Ole Miss right now, Lisi, has to be feeling live in the SEC West. LSU has lost this year, albeit against Florida State. Alabama already a loss as well, albeit against Texas. Non-conference losses for both the Crimson Tide and the Bayou Bengals, but Ole Miss understands the opportunity ahead tomorrow in Tuscaloosa. Lisi, we've seen movement already in the Heisman Trophy odds. Caleb Williams trying to go back-to-back for the first time and only the second time in the history of this award since Archie Griffin did it in 1974-75 still booked as the favorite but Michael Penix Jr. Lisi a Pac-12 game this weekend for a guy that has thrown for at least 409 passing yards in all three so far for the Huskies we showed those Pac-12 title odds early Joe and I was going to ask who your favorite is in the Pac-12 at this moment if it is Washington does that mean a path is clear for Michael Penix Jr. the lefty for the Huskies to win a Heisman Trophy it is. I mean, my two front runners right now are I'm sticking to preseason. It's Utah and Washington. So let's see how they do this weekend. Utah gets through UCLA. Cam Rising's out of the Heisman because he's missed so much time. But you're right about Michael Penix. I will just say, keep an eye out for Cal. Last two games against Washington, Ben, seven-point victories for the Huskies. That's something to keep an eye out in terms of this matchup in Seattle. Bears are catching 21 points in this ballgame. Yeah, we'll pay attention to it all on Saturday. Six ranked versus ranked matchups. Only the second time since November 2017 we have seen six ranked games on a single Saturday. Joe Lisi and myself alongside Kevin Walsh will be breaking it down starting tomorrow on College Football Today. 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time to get you set for the best Saturday of the year. Lisi guy, as always, we appreciate the time. Hey, you love the show, guys, anytime. I love when you say you love the show. It honors us here, Joe Lisi. We'll be back to end out Hour 2 on TEL Next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. 
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Rounding out our number two of three live right here on this football Friday on the early line. I am Ben Stevens. Donnie Wrightside, of course, is here as well. And if you want all of our information and insight, there's only one place to get that. It's at the Sports Grid app, the new Spiz Grids app available for download at both the Apple and the Play Store. Doesn't matter if you have an iPhone, doesn't matter if you have an Android. You get all of our information scanning that QR code in the palm of your hand. It is smarter to be on. On sports grid all right drs to end out this second hour we love hearing from the people out there and when you react to san francisco the only three and O team so far in the nfl or maybe the first three and O team so far in the national football league the 49ers have scored 30 points in all three of their victories dominant last night in their home debut 30 to 12 over the giants the niners now the favorites to win the nfc but what do you think how far will san francisco go that was the question in favor the public how far will the 49ers go this season drs at sports grid tv that was the question will they win a super bowl will they reach the nfc championship game for the fourth time in the last five years will it be a playoff berth but a shorter ending or will the Niners miss the playoffs altogether after a 3-0 start? That has the least amount of votes, and rightfully so. But DRS, most of the votes saying San Francisco is going to win an NFC championship. And after last night, Donnie, and with San Francisco booked as the NFC title favorites at the moment, I'm not sure you can fault the public here. No, you really can't fault the public, and you're watching it in real time. You can only see what you saw for the first three games of the season and try to say, yeah, they're going to be a good football team, the 49ers. So not necessarily fading the public. I would have them in the division wild card round there, losing in the NFC Championship game to the Philadelphia Eagles. And again, they're going to play the Cowboys. They're also going to play the Philadelphia Eagles this year. A lot to be determined, but we know they're good, and they're showing they're good right now, Ben. San Francisco and Dallas week number five. The Niners a 14 and a half point favorite against the Cardinals next weekend. Hour three starts in 55. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.